0: Perfect. I'm recording now, too. Okay. Um, welcome back to the breakdown. Well, welcome back to the Bible breakdown. This is Kat.
1: This is T.
0: But I don't think we're going to read the Bible today. I think today we're going to talk about other stuff because what, you know, you were sharing with me earlier about a relationship. You basically just had to put on ice. You had to block the other person. And it's really difficult because it's not like you hate this person. Um, It's not like you all of a sudden don't actually want to talk to this person, but you don't want to feel the way that so many interactions with this person brings you. And I think it's going to tie nicely into our subject today because we're going to review Ant-Man, but because... I feel like you can't talk about Ant-Man right now without talking about Jonathan Major's uh, arrest. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that we've been sort of going back and forth on whether or not he's in an abuse cycle or what an abuse cycle is, Um, because I.
1: I was saying that I feel like you were quick to call it that an abuse cycle.
0: And I, I think I thought it was a pretty easy, right? Re- I still stand by it. It's very easy to recognize. I, be like, if I saw a carjacking, I'd have been like, oh, that was a carjacking. It would have been like, it's not hard to tell when something's like, especially since, I mean, a little background on me, been in a couple of abuse cycles and been very intentional about breaking them. So part of it is learning what an abuse cycle is. And it's not what we've, the media has crafted as what abuse is. A lot of times we think of abuse is uh rage um high emotions and that's not really how abuse cycles work. It's abuse cycles are insidious. Um they take pauses for a while so you think the abuse is gone. Um there's there's so many types of abuse and a lot of times they work together. So to me it was very obvious that he's in an abuse cycle. I wasn't calling him an abuser. Like that's I know not that's one was of taking it. Okay. I know, but it was just because uh well, to you, why do you think I was quick to call it an abuse cycle?
1: Because there was no from what I seen now, you might have went did more in depth research or read more about it. That so, sounds like me, yeah, so, but from what the everything I seen in, or read, nothing was defined that this was his girlfriend or even a woman that he sees frequently. So to me, it's like, how can it be an abuse cycle if I just met this person?
0: um and there was to me because it was called a domestic dispute that let me know that was someone he knew
1: but wouldn't if if i'm hanging out with you and the cops get called at your place and we get into it wouldn't they classify that as a domestic dispute even though like i mean i get well i guess that's not a good example because you know me but like if if we didn't know each other and that happened like wouldn't that technically still be a domestic dispute because it's occurring at a residence?
0: They're not. It's not domestic because of where it happens. Like it could be a domestic dispute at the supermarket. Like it's not just because it's at someone's house. That's not how it's defined. It's defined as the interperson. Like that's why I said most violence is domestic because most violent is violence is interpersonal. Like it's it's a different type of violence when it's two strangers. Like road rage. That lets me know it's not domestic. Like there's there's just different terms for different types of violence. So to me, because of the fact that it was domestic and the fact that I just found out yesterday, he's the one who called the police. Hmm. So that to me lets me know that. And the fact that he got arrested is really interested. Like they said, there's video. So I'm really, really interested. There is yeah that and that helps to because you know in these situations there is a lot of ambiguity so um i guess um i, I don't honestly know don't tr-
1: feel like he even comes like just from watching him though just the way he's and i know like you can't tell a person but he genuinely seems like he wouldn't have been the one to like start that. like I just the way he speaks black-
0: about I think large black men in America know that they have to move a certain way. So he does come off as very unthreatening. He seems that way to me, too. My whole thing is it's, um, well, okay, let me go back a little bit because he's, you know, already kind of suffering a little bit from this, right? So Mm. he's, um, obviously like he's the you know part of this huge franchise because that's why we were gonna you know I saw Ant-Man I'm like yeah I finally saw Ant-Man I loved it he's really great as King the Conqueror I'm really excited for this next phase he's gonna be kind of like the new Thanos I'm like you know the the movie ends with just an arena full of Jonathan Majors it was amazing so I'm like, yay, I'm so excited. The very next day I wake up and see that he's been arrested on a domestic dispute dispute charge. And then I also noticed that there is for such a huge star, there's very little coverage of this. And it's really not on social media either. So shout out to Disney's PR team. This isn't even something Mm -hmm. that's being discussed to me to the level it should be because we have this example because i don't know if you've read about this i think he's getting
1: due process which i enjoy because even i don't
0: think he is they just dropped his army ads
1: hold on though because i was just about to get i was just about to use that as my example before i was cut off they did (laughs) drop his army ad but from what i read they said they are stopping it for now and basically until they
0: figure out get to the bottom of that
1: was what i read so yeah, they're even, but even, that's funny on, on. Like even, he's
0: too violent for the army the army's like we don't want to be associated well, I mean, with yeah, violence I, I guess that's <laughs> there is some
1: like funniness in that
0: but what I do appreciate about what I read
1: was because I don't normally read that I don't normally read they're suspending for now I always see just dropped and that's it and there's no like anything after that which there is a difference like that means like we are actually going to you know, we'll pull this up. Look right into now, this. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, we're going to look into this. This is not a good look, but that don't necessarily mean like we're dropping you all together. We just, you know, so I get, I respect that more than like the shit they did to Roiland. Uh,
0: well, you know, that went out, that was drawn out for years. So it wasn't like it was just a snap judgment on their part. Like it said, they were moving from a place of ignorance too, because it sounds like with Justin, there's no video. And what does like you really have to decide? Like, I think he was part of the decision making in that too, because it wasn't like he was fired. Like, it looks like everyone parted on good terms. It was just, it's a, it's okay. Let's go back a little bit because now we're talking about just on
1: good terms with Royland. But go ahead. Well, because
0: mm,
1: well they made him they they took him off the show and like
0: if I but it looks like to me they made him sell
1: his share.
0: Right. That's not good terms to me. He's the fact that he doesn't it doesn't sound like he has animosity towards them because the way things were looking and going, because like I said, this what, it's 2023 now, like his stuff started in 2020. So it's not like they immediately were like, you got to do this, 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 and this. As time went on, they're like, look, this isn't going anywhere. This is already a controversial brand. Like, I'm not saying I'm justifying everything they did with Justin Roiland, but I want to go back to Jonathan Majors. Because cause a lot of times too, this is what is so sticky about this stuff and why it's important to really hash it out and talk it out because we like to think that um, I, I kind of, oh, I don't want to get too distracted, but these abuse cycles, these patterns that we see play out. Because honestly, with what I'm learning about Jonathan Majors in this case, I the reason why I said either, he's part of an abuse cycle is because there was a domestic abu- dispute. He called the police, he gets arrested because I think it's just protocol that if there's a domestic dispute and someone has like injuries, the other person has to be taken into custody because the way abuse patterns work is usually the abused person tries to protect the abuser. I'm not saying that's what happened in Jonathan Majors case, but I'm just saying this is why this precedent exists in a lot of different states for the police department, because a lot of times they're called and the person um, a lot of times they don't feel like the person is still safe after they leave. So a lot of times they're like, you know, well, and see, and because it was a black man and a white woman, there's another level of power disparities and politics going on, too. Also, so, the fact that
1: he's a man and that she's a woman, which again, I have my own. I said black that. man, white well, well, woman. You like, said black man, white woman. That's a racial issue, but there's also the gender issue. But I said both. That's you what didn't I'm saying. Say both. Like I'm just. Saying, I said both. I, I didn't say black person. Yeah, okay? I said I black wanted,
0: man, black woman, woman. white woman. Like yeah, I, all those words are very loaded, so that's why I use them. And those, there's different power dynamics and privileges in both. So that's why it's, and that's why to me it's very interesting it's not being talked about more because it's fascinating. So I very much hope that he's, you know, cleared of this and that this is some kind of, because to me the best case scenario for him is he was with someone who is abusing him because it's not because he's just a large black man that he can't be abused. Like it's very possible for him to be in an abusive relationship. So And if you think about the fact that it's being described that he called the police because he was afraid for her mental state, what do you think?
1: Um, I think right now, I have. (laughs) Let me be careful about what I say. Um, Why?
0: Just our little podcast.
1: I mean, but I'm not in because, as somebody who also just ended an abuse cycle being a victim and kind of part of the toxicity myself i'm just i'm i'm you keep saying like i'm surprised it's not getting as much and i'm glad it's not getting as much uh um, press as it maybe could have because i don't want to see his career get ruined on some he say she say shit like i'm glad there's a video and it's sad that that's what it takes it's sad that the that somebody can call you a rapist or somebody can call you an abuser or somebody can call you these things charge you. And then you have to go through this whole strenuous process just to clear your name. And Even when you clear your name, sometimes it's still not like clear. Um, but yeah.
0: Oh, okay. And it also looks like she's recanting her allegations. Um. And you know what else? You know what i Well, what can you I say another thing, too? She yeah. is being described as his girlfriend. Okay. Um, and um, I do think it's interesting, like, because I'm scouring the internet, because I think a lot of black actors do this, and it's unfortunate. I understand why it happens. Um, but, you know, about it sounds to say like. Something he,
1: about them getting a white woman?
0: Well, no, I, it seems like he's hiding right. her okay like that's the thing like you know when, i just think
1: what do you mean like hiding her like maybe he don't want people to know like why can't he be private
0: that's possible
1: i'm just over people's shit today because i'm going through a particular Oh, i'm situa- sorry i'm reading a it, particular it's
0: rumored girlfriend
1: particular situation where not only am I trying to break a toxic abuse cycle, but also I've been recently, and I think we talked about this on a podcast before. Maybe I definitely talked about this with you where I'm in confliction because I started dating outside of black people. And that's fucking with me because on one end, I don't want to feel like I'm betraying my culture, but on another end, it's like I've yet, to meet somebody who is a black woman who wants the same shit that I do or views life through the same lens. And so like, I don't know to me, I I have, I have a lot of energy towards all of this or feelings, I should say. Okay.
0: I mean, what's, interesting it was because we you know we do a bible breakdown podcast and you know we're talking about abuse cycles um because to me just the timing of it is um to me an indication that um you might have seen this person outgrowing you and this is usually when a lot of uh, happens. yeah so it's it's such a nuance. that's why to me this is a fascinating topic and like i'm not happy this happened to him but to me it is an opportunity for us to talk about this stuff that nobody seems to want to talk about like when i bring this up people just get stoned they stonewall me and i'm like that's kind of weird because this is like a perfect intersection of celebrity gossip race and what class you politics you? like as far as that? um i i'm just i don't I just feel like a lot of people aren't really trying to talk about it, which is interesting because I think there's an instinct, an instinct to protect him. I feel like when I bring it up, people feel like I'm trying to drag him and it's not that at all. Like, I really do want this to work out in the best possible way for him. And so but to me, it's a really, really important lesson about how these are things we we're not good. We're not going to be good ignoring it
1: oh well I never thought you were trying to drag him I just again I'm glad that it's not looking like it's about to fuck him up so I'm really happy about that and I'm really happy about how the companies around him are treating this and not just like throwing him out there to dry on his own because that would be fucked
0: yeah and I mean I do feel um um I feel like this is a really intersect good intersection for us in our podcast like since it is a black led podcast that's criticizing the Bible for me one of my b- biggest criticisms of the Bible is the fact that it's to me an abuse manual yep. and so and so a lot of times when because abuse is a pattern and the first lesson we learn we learn in life is God is love, and the God we're taught about is an abuser. I think that's why in American life we see so. Like you just said, you had to break an abuse pattern. I've had to break several abuse patterns. Oh,
1: this ain't my first. This is just the one that I think sucks most the recent. Most.
0: Fair, exactly. So we. Um, just to pat us on the back a little bit, I think one of the reasons why we're able to do that is because we don't even pretend like the Bible is a metric for our life or something like a gold post. Because when you do use it, it helps to prop up abuse, like child abuse, right in there. Like abusing entire populations because they're not your religion, baked into the sauce, and for interpersonal relationships because i remember being in the church i went to said that we should base our marriages on the relationship that god has with the church and it's that's an abusive relationship if you read the stuff like it's not just my opinion like if you study abuse cycles if you study the bible direct parallels
1: sure also (laughs) i just personally feel like Cause you brought this up, I think last podcast, and I want to kind of elaborate on this cause I think there is some credence to it, but the fact that most people who use the Bible have a control issue and or insecurity within themselves. And I think in my experience, that has been the entire fucking case because every woman that I've come across who heavily, believes this or cannot concede the fact that there's may not be a God or that maybe there's alternatives has some type of fucking insecurity or something that's going on. And it, and it, this, this situation was just for me, the extent, like the biggest example of it, because this person told me I could not be friends with certain people that I was having sex with before. And I'm like, I'm a fucking whole adult. Like I can control. Like if I say I'm not going to do something like one thing, one thing I'm not is a liar. Like that's one thing I'm not. I'm a lot of shit. Like I might do some toxic fuck nigga <laughs> shit sometimes. But one thing I'm not is I'm not a liar. I just never been comfortable with like lying. I will
0: say I have never, I've known you six years, I've never caught you in a lie. And I'm good at spotting lies. But this <laughs> is the,
1: this is the thing. Like some, this person would try to ask me shit. And then I'll say something and then they try to ask deeper about it. And uh, they, they would do little things where they try to catch me up in my, a lie, but I'm like, I'm not lying to you. And then she, but regardless of that,
0: the fact that sexual control is such a big part of modern Christianity, Mm -hmm. um, I think is a big part of why people have relationships fucked up. Um, I remember in like my past. I have radiation. a question for you too. What's up?
1: No, you can keep on because I want you to get this out oh. before we jump to another. Okay.
0: Thing. Sorry for. Um, that, no. no, I forgive you. The um, I my past partner had a huge problem with masturbation. I'm noticing this now. Like talking, I talked to a guy not too long ago. Same thing. He like said he doesn't masturbate. I was like, I don't feel like that's true. And I remember my last, you know, uh, not my, but you know, an ex, he was like, just so anti-masturbation. He would get upset if I masturbated. He said he didn't masturbate, but that was clearly untrue. Um, To me, it was just so bizarre because I'm like, masturbation is perfectly healthy, but it's very anti-biblical. Like it's, it's, It's better for you to put your seed in a whore than spill it on the ground. Oh, so
1: listen to so, that like people don't people just say shit they don't ever <laughs> even think about what they're saying when which is what frustrating listen to how silly that sounds
0: yeah you can't masturbate I mean, but you
1: can go have unprotected sex with all these people like we with mas- a whore yeah <laughs> masturbation is probably going to reduce the chances of you catching anything or wrongfully impregnating somebody
0: and i'm not saying masturbate wildly in public yeah, no, I'm of just, course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like what people do privately is none of anyone else's business. And for me, like it, it's it's so subdom. like when you learn about like um, S&M and stuff like that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to me, one of the jokes I always kind of tell myself when people are trying to lecture me about um, sexual morals it's like uh, you know like church people like the way they describe it i'm like so what you're telling me is basically i'm in a non-consensual sub dom relationship with the creator of the universe
1: <laughs> so <laughs> do you have anything more on that because i have a question
0: no, please i would love to hear your question
1: so i, I said this earlier but i just want to get your take on it so if somebody tells you you cannot be friends with somebody you were just having sex with. What is, what is your response to that? Do you think that's reasonable? First of all,
0: so funny you mentioned like the relationship I was talking about before, where I wasn't allowed to masturbate. um Same thing, like I was given an ultimatum, and I actually did cut that person out of my life, and I really regret it. Okay. So, because um, we had been in a relationship, but you know we were just friends and like we were both single parents and like our kids were friends. And, um, because I didn't recognize what was happening. Like I, it's very hard to fight programming. I've been told my whole life, like the most important thing is finding a male partner Mm -hmm. to build a life with. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's something, um, now in my life, um, well for one, because I don't want, um, like, um, that I don't want, I, I, like right now, my biggest primary, like my biggest goal right now is like raising my daughter well. And so I don't really want like a boyfriend right now because that, that would, that would take something from her. If that makes sense, like the energy I like, she pretty much takes all my energy mm-hmm. for the most part, like as far as wanting to build a relationship with a person that's going to be nurturing Mm -hmm. like i don't want to take that nurturing energy but let's just say like six years in the future if i'm in the market for like an intimate partner and they told me i couldn't talk to a former partner um once again to me that's giving insecurity and control and that's well let's not let's
1: not say let's not because i'm gonna put some i'm gonna put some more sauce on this
0: Okay. A former but partner to me, it 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 communicates a lack of trust like okay, well I, I said that. You don't trust me. I so said that. to me that's not we don't have trust, so we don't have a relationship and to me that's just bum bum bum, we're done.
1: But okay, so what if you were fucking somebody like maybe a week ago or a few days ago and then you're you're with this other maybe you've been dating multiple people, but now this person is like I want you to only be for me and maybe you were just smashing another person a few days ago, and they tell you you got to cut that other person out your life. Are you doing that? Or are you just, are you being like, no, but I, if that's really what you want, then.
0: Yeah, we could maybe uh, build towards that. But like, yeah, if I was just having sex. Build so towards cutting them ago, out your
1: life or build towards like. Well,
0: well, just no, like if they wanted to build towards having like in, like an interpersonal monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. which I'm not like opposed to in an instant sort of like you got to cut everybody else off right now. Like it would take so much for me to have that much trust in a person, like to be able to do that, that like that would be so extraordinary that I would have probably already have done that, like cut off anybody else. Like that's to me, it's just not especially realistic.
1: I don't agree with cutting people off. I feel like we're adults. And if I, and if I'm telling, I know niggas lie. I know niggas lie. I used to. I used to lie. I wasn't good at it. But one thing I've learned about myself is if I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. So like, it's like, if I tell you, like, all right, cool, I'm not gonna smash these people no more. But like, I do have real friendships with these people, so like, I will continue to be the friends with them. Like, and like, that don't mean necessarily I gotta hang out with them every day. But it's like, I mean, I'm gonna stay in contact with them. And I was with somebody who was like, they felt like I only kept. Certain people in my life because if the shit didn't work with them, then I'm just gonna go back to smashing these people that are my friend. And I'm like, that's not necessarily my intention, but regardless if that's the case or not, if you and I ain't together, you don't have a say on what I'm doing anyway.
0: I also have a different view on human sexuality than like most, I think, like the standard deviation of people. And I don't think monogamy is very realistic with humans. I don't either. So I don't necessarily have that standard, but because men like hearing that, but they don't like hearing like, I'm not trying to be monogamous either. Like that's that's always the sticky wicket.
1: Wait, let me ask you this though. If you were, hypothetically, if you were... Could you be in a non-monogamous relationship while living with a partner who also is in a non-monogamous relationship?
0: Here's the other thing. I don't really see myself ever living with someone else, or anyone, again. Okay. So, like, yeah, like, everything, um...
1: And then how much, how much is too much disclosure, like, or is that just with discretion, like, are you telling your primary partner everything? Or are you just like, or are you even having a primary partner? Are you just practicing more round table polyamory?
0: Or like, I think I might be, I think I heard this from Hermione from uh, Harry Potter, Emma Watson. Is that Emma Watson? Yeah. Where I she was so. like, I'm self-coupled. I like to think of myself as like self-coupled and I just kind of cheat on myself sometimes.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so that didn't answer either of my questions, but got (laughs) it. (laughs)
0: Because that's the thing, like I, I feel like we are just so programmed to be constantly seeking, like a a mate, and and it's part of you know our biology. Like I think it's it's natural, but I don't think everything natural is good. Like I think it's okay to acknowledge that part of myself and um honor it but not necessarily serve it if that makes sense okay so yeah it's just it's a it's not a priority so i think that's why um um i i'm a weirdo <laughs> like to i don't me, think like, this is
1: weird at all i think this is how things should be but I'm fucking weird because I literally had a person tell me I was like like I asked them, I'm like explaining it to them and I was like you know does that make make I was like am I not making sense does this make sense to you like I've laid it out and she literally was like I feel like you only make sense to you (laughs) it's like okay I mean which is a valid point
0: we were were talking about this the other day right when we are talking about boundaries right Mm -hmm. I'm sorry this is a very weird Ant-Man review um. We'll so get there. we'll get there. <laughs> so boundaries don't have to make sense to anybody else. Like I talked about this why, in therapy,
1: and I have some pushback on this, but go ahead. I'm gonna let you okay. Your shit off.
0: So your personal boundaries don't have to make sense to other people. They they just have to be respected, and it's just your job to enforce your boundaries. That's the hard part. Like cutting people off is hard. I've done it. It's hard. It's doable. It's worth it. Because I was thinking the other day about how um, immeasurably valuable it is to be able to walk into my house and know I'm just going to be at peace. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be anybody asking me where I've been or accusing me of doing stuff I didn't do. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not going to be anybody there demanding that I give sex or I'm abusing them that's you know a thing that I've been told Mm -hmm. Um, there's all these things I don't have to worry about anymore I just get to come home be at peace eat the food I want to eat watch the shows I want to watch read the books I want to read and just go to sleep (laughs) like that feels uh, amazing like now that I've had that I'm never going back to anything else like most of my adult life has been a series of chaotic relationships. And so I don't wanna do that anymore. And part of that is boundaries. Like I've been able to have that because like, I don't let men I'm dating know where I live. So, cause I've had issues with stalking before. So I, I, I have all of these things in place that don't necessarily make sense to everybody, but it gives me a life that I like living.
1: And I like how you verbalize that. And I think you've see the the reason I feel like when I'm talking, when we're talking about these things, I'm not really disagreeing with you is because I feel like you actually do the fucking work. Like you've examined, you know, why do I feel like this? And there's more like you, I feel like you do the work
0: in I am heavily therapized
1: in reality. <laughs> I don't feel like most people do and i feel like so there when you say when people say you got to set your boundaries for you i respect that for other people i'm like i feel like there's this thing which i don't really have a word for it right now but i've kind of landed on this term toxic therapy or toxic therapeuticness or something like that because i feel like all that shit you're saying set boundaries like that is you know that's stuff we talk about in therapy but the thing is i feel like where's the line between setting your boundaries and actually dealing with i won't even say dude confronting some shit that like you may need to get over to become a better person like for instance insecurity which is a heavy thing i deal with when women i date and it's like when i ask certain questions it's like I'm not trying to attack you I just want you to like examine yourself because to me to just say I don't like something I don't want something to me that's not a good enough answer I feel like break it down like why like it's like when we were in school like teachers saying good job I didn't like is not good enough there's always something more you can say or you could at least go more in depth and I feel like so many people just stop at the surface level thing and that bothers me like in a in a in a interpersonal situation.
0: Sure. And I think that's fine for it to bother you. It's fine if people's boundaries bother you. Um, it's just you have to decide whether um, it's incompatible because that's the thing. Like Fair. for me, my boundaries aren't negotiable. So all that's negotiable is whether or not this person's going to be in my life. That's nego- that's up yeah. for grabs. Yeah. So um ultimately like I don't care what other people's boundaries are. Because if they're not compatible with mine, I already know what the answer is. That's fair.
1: And, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why we're still friends. Because I don't think you've ever set a boundary that I felt like was unreasonable. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: Exactly. So, yeah, for everyone who thinks my boundaries are unreasonable, I don't talk to them. And it's great. They don't have to be bothered by my boundaries. (laughs) And I don't have to be bothered by them constantly challenging my boundaries. Yeah. that's like it, it's tricky if the boundary pusher is someone in your family like that's hard that's much much more difficult to manage F- fortunately for me my family is lovely
1: um I don't know the only thing I can think of off top is my mom has this dog and she always goes <laughs> out of town and she wants me to fucking take the dog out and it's like I told you don't get this fucking dog that's another thing see,
0: but see I, you're not enforcing your boundary because you I'm would not. just I'm not. So it, it's just you said it. I mean, you said, said it it's like tricky fight. when
1: it's a family man because this is my it mom, is. and you it know is. I want to be a good son, but I've
0: learned. But I mean, <sighs> do you feel like you're being a bad son by enforcing that boundary? Uh,
1: no. I just know she doesn't have the. I don't know. No, no. Um, hot take though. I think people who have animals. Every person, minus maybe you, who has animals, I feel like also has some form of insecurity and or control issues. Oh, Every single and person. Also,
0: I didn't want an animal.
1: That's why I said besides you, because I know your reason for having one. So it's like, I don't think, I think yours is justifiable. Every other person that I know that has one, They have some type of insecurity and or control issue that bothers me.
0: You know, another joke I used to always make um, about how like, oh, because I I used to make this joke about how like black men could stop being shot if they carried around toy poodles uh, because the police would be too scared to accidentally shoot the dog because white people love dogs. So Mm -hmm. they know they'd lose their job if they killed a dog.
1: Although I saw this black man's dog get shot. Cause no, was, that's why
0: it was it a toy poodle.
1: It was not a toy poodle.
0: Exactly. It can't just be any, you know, niggas have had dogs for a long time. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about toy poodles. So, um, or Yorkshires, the little Yorkies. Those are adorable. They wouldn't dare. But um, the reason white people love dogs is because they're better slaves. Like, they're just, they don't talk back and they do exactly what they're told. Like, that's what they always wanted. And they really did try to breed out our free will. And it turns out you can't do that with people. So, and actually, I like what you think you can't do it with dogs. Like, every once in a while, they bite. Oh, animals. Um, animals. So, yeah, um, lots of abuse. Um, it's in more places than you think. Uh, we are. I'm trying to untangle myself from as many abuse cycles that I've been a part of. Um, the thing about abuse is that it has to be maintained and it, um, you don't have to do it.
1: You don't. And I guess that's the hard lesson I'm learning that I don't have to partake in this shit no more.
0: No, nope. uh, And it's not your job to fix people. Like, that's the thing. If people do have fucked up boundaries, that's not my job. Like uh, my job is just setting and maintaining my boundaries, their stuff. That's, and yeah. I, I have to remember too, like that's to me, relinquishing control like i i think people are when i'm dealing with adults they have the ability if they are competent and have their mental facilities they're able to control their lives so it's not up to me to do that
1: but often i don't feel like i'm i mean you are an adult but often i feel like you're really just a a large child (laughs) most people
0: Oh, well, mentally, well, because we're, you know, God is the father and we're all the children and he's in charge. He's got the whole world in his hands and we don't, you know, Yeah. used to always kill me too. Like you're messing up God's plan. It's like, how could I mess up God's plan? Like how I'm just some little person. Like if God has a plan, how could I mess it up? And
1: people just say shit. And they don't really think (laughs) about what the fuck they're saying. They're just regurgitating what the fuck they've heard somebody else say. And it's like, did you actually ever think about how absurd what you're saying is? That really bothers me. Like, in this, it's it's part of the reason, like, I now have so much disdain for any time, like, religion, particularly Christianity, is brought up. Like, I automatically just check out any time like and I'm really? trying and I try not to be like that because I do want to be open for conversation but these these people will find a way to insert that shit in any situation and it's like that's not called for here like I did I bring this up last podcast I don't know if I did oh yeah I did about the woman that I was working with and we got into a, a heavy debate Um, and she just was and I told her hey I set my boundary I set my boundary I said hey you know um, I don't mind talking to you. We've had our issues. I don't mind talking to you, but one thing I don't want to do with while talking to you anymore is I don't. If you bring up religion in conversation, I don't want to have a conversation with you. Right? And she was just like, "No, you go, You need to hear this." And I was like, "No, I'm I'm trying to be respectful. I don't want to hang up on you. So please don't talk about this." And she was like, "Who are you to tell me that I can't talk about God? And I ain't gonna have nobody tell me I can't be like." And I'm like, "See." <laughs> You can't reason with these fucking people.
0: I always bring up the fact that there's plenty of other people that you can, like, do this with. Right? Oh, to them? Yeah.
1: Well, I didn't think about that. I guess I can say that. <laughs> but I didn't think about that at the time. But anyway, um, so what did you think of Ant-Man? We're finally here.
0: So, I have my um, opinions. What was the Wordle from yesterday? Hurry. Right. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I did it yesterday, but I forgot to record it.
1: No, yeah, so it didn't really happen.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, I'm so mad. Uh, but I just did the today's Wordle just now. Oh. Uh, wow. So, um, have you done it yet? I got it in three.
1: Okay, I gotta do it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Anywho, um, so Ant-Man. Um, freaking loved it. Uh, went to see it with my daughter. She's not even a Marvel fan, but she wanted to see it. Um, I guess, like, uh, because I'm late to the party, I, uh, I read a couple, like, spoiler-free reviews, and they were kind of complaining about the, um, the effects, special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see a problem. I was visually intrigued. I loved it. I loved the alien. I love the quantum verse. It was so wonderfully weird. Mm-hmm. I love the creatures. Um, that super hot Shira chick. I loved her costume design. Her whole f- ulfra. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. New- I was just scouring the news for uh, Jonathan Major stuff because, like I said, this is being very sparsely covered. Um, according to TMZ, the Emmy nominated actor and his girlfriend got into a fight in the taxi on the way home from a Brooklyn bar when she discovered another woman texting him. She confronted him. <laughs> Insiders informed the magazine he, accident- he allegedly grabbed her hand and slapped her after becoming upset, according to TMZ. Oh, damn. Yeah. <sighs> God damn. I know it sounds like some tussling in the back of a cab. Still wouldn't fire him. Honestly, still wouldn't fire him. I mean, that's just me. Look, man, I
1: I really would like you to see the movie Tar because I think Tar is a perfect you have said that. Yeah, I think you would enjoy that. Tar is a perfect example because it's a, okay. it's about a white woman who deals. Which now that I think about that. It's funny. It's a gay white woman, but she deals with basically getting uh, she deals with I don't want to ruin it for you cuz me saying that is kind of like don't run it. She deals with some of these things that have been happening in um celebrity culture yeah, or yeah. famous people culture and it's very interesting because one of the the things she talks about in the movie is like learning to separate the art from the artist and i just find that movie so fucking fascinating um it's one of my favorite movies of last year and i do i certainly do not think that we should be allowing people to go around abusing other people if we can help it i also think that we get in a tough situation because you know, like I still like listening to R. Kelly. I don't I certainly don't agree with what the fuck he did, but like I, I definitely like I like his music and when I listen to his music I don't think about him. You know, I'm not thinking like, oh, this I wanna rape young girls. Like that's not <laughs> oh, my mood. that's not my mood.
0: That's so, not your vibe.
1: Yeah, so I just I don't know. Anyway, um
0: I think um yeah. the same way I can still listen to Frank Sinatra. And, he like, do? he used to beat up Ava Gardner. Oh, for real? Yeah. Seems and like some Sidney Poitier, he used to. Wait, what'd you say?
1: Like, that sounds like some Frank Sinatra type shit.
0: Right? Once again, back in the 40s, this was. You could, man, Sean Connery straight up said he used to smack bitches around. Like, you still just, just got to give him a little smack. <laughs> it's like, it was a different time. But it wasn't a cool. It's never been cool. And uh same thing with Sidney Poitier. I still admire his work. Uh, he was slapping Diane Carroll around. Um, I was, so
1: I was in a relationship where I was like that.
0: Exactly. It's not uh like,
1: it's not something I'm proud of. And
0: so should you never have a job?
1: well if people hear this i probably never will so (laughs) i mean just i I mean it's already a touchy subject on the content we talk about but you've
0: but but you've done truth and reconciliation i I think that's what's missing and the fact that you've because i know who you're talking about like you still have a relationship with this person it's not romantic but you've you you did the like you gave me a compliment earlier of i've done the work you've done the work so uh, like at one point do we, you know, cause you've done in breaking abuse cycles is hard. So that's the thing. I think part of like cancel culture is an extension of abuse an abuse cycle from mm. my point of view because it doesn't allow for reconciliation which is part of healing from abu- an abuse cycle.
1: But I also think just if we talk about America like the United States in general, it doesn't really offer a lot of reconciliation. I mean, you can go commit a crime and like the point that was used to be talked about to me about prison was like, that's supposed to be, you get punished, you get reformed, but you're not actually getting reformed. You're just either learning how to become a better criminal or you're learning that actually all you now can be is a criminal pretty much because they take away all of your options. Like when you feel like, on the fucking financial aid thing it asks have you ever been convicted of a crime i'm trying to go to school <laughs> like what why does that matter
0: because they you basically once you become a felon you don't get to get any more federal anything no, I anymore get,
1: and that should be b s and i
0: think that's unfortunate that's, and i think BS. that we should um like
1: all yeah. these people all these christians talk about you know practicing peace and wanting to be of love but i feel like everything i talk about on this podcast comes from a place of love like i want people to be better and like be happy and like you know kumbaya and it's like we literally i
0: just want people to have a chance you want people to what have a chance i think the way that america like inflicts poverty on people like really negates a lot of people from having a chance in life I'm where I'm at because I've had a tremendous amount of privilege and luck.
1: I mean, I am as well, and I recognize that, Um, which (laughs) bothers me sometimes, particularly going back to dating, because I'm like, damn, like, I feel like I'm interesting to talk to. I feel like I'm, you know, decent looking, like, I'm respectful, I'm thoughtful. Why the fuck is that not enough?
0: Well, you know, you're not for everybody. You know, that's the that's the thing. I mean, nobody is like. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, and that's that's what happens when you do the work on yourself in a way you make yourself extraordinary. And by definition, ordinary people are not gonna be able to really get it.
1: And it's just like, and that's what most
0: of the people are ordinary. (laughs) Like that's by definition. And I
1: just look at people like, man, we could be so great
0: we could be amazing but that's okay like that's why it is fun when you do meet someone who's like oh my god you're awesome like way to do the work Um, but that's why i'm
1: friends with you that's why thank you but that's also like and i've met other amazing people so like again when somebody tells me i can't be friends with certain people then it's like Fam, like
0: I'm, I'm not just friends because I'm being friends. But like I, literally are, they're not just pulling this out of thin air. This is what has been modeled to them, what has been told to them their entire life. Um, for uh, ooh, do you remember Derek Jackson?
1: <sighs> oh yeah,
0: I, I, that fuck that guy this just recently got i heard this on another podcast they were talking about him and i was like who is this so i had to google him i actually wasn't in the... oh you
1: weren't familiar with him he's a bullshit no. he's, he's a oh, fucking he's full of shit and the women love that dude they loved and him you know he why
0: was... he was sh- and and tucker max would tell you it's his body shape he just got that v shape like he said, like for men, like it's way more important to have that V shape than have a bunch of muscles, even though he was super muscly. Like having that V shape, you have that V shape too. Congratulations. <laughs> like that is super attractive to women. So, um, and also <laughs> he was doing that from what I could tell. Like, honestly, I just looked at him, I didn't read any of his crap. Just off of a completely surface, shallow, mm-hmm. just looking at him, I was like, oh, he's doing the kind of church nigga shit. Like he's like a married Kevin Samuels. Yeah. So, he was um, married. but no. I do remember his wife weirdly enough because <laughs> I remember when he had to do the apology and she had that bonnet or hat yeah. on or something <laughs> and everybody was talking about that. I do remember that. I just never heard of him before that. Um, but oh, people like that who perpetuate this fake ideal relationship but this where is you'll horrible. have this faithful church nigga because you You keep trying to say, like, uh, because I think I had said on a podcast earlier about how I feel like most of the men, because I'm a single woman, and I think that single or married men look at me as like, ooh, a potential mistress, and come at me, and I'm like, dude, gross, and it's always the really churchy niggas. And so, like, when I was reading about the story, I was like, yeah, this is, of course, like, this is someone who is making a very good living off of promoting a fake life he has.
1: And this is what bothers me in my past situation because my former partner would. Be,
0: she th- wanted she, to be there Jackson.
1: She wanted me to be like that. And, like,
0: just lie. But I'm a- can't you just lie to her?
1: I should have. I should have <laughs> just lied and cheated.
0: No, yeah, and everybody would have been miserable.
1: No, I've been great. But it's like I don't want to live like that because I believe people should have autonomy. The problem that bothers me is that when I meet people who be like, "I want you to keep it real with me," and then I keep it real, and they be like, "Oop, that's too real for me." Like, okay, but then they go and they meet a dude who is like, "Oh, he seems perfect, but in reality, he's on some bullshit. He just want to fuck you. He don't really care about you." Like, I actually cared about this person, so it's yeah. like, but because I was honest. I don't get what I want.
0: Well, that uh, that's that is why people usually aren't honest. <laughs> no, Facts. Liars tend to get what they want more, but
1: I should you're just go not back not to really lying.
0: getting what you're you're getting a lie version of what you want. Like it's not really what you want. What you want is a partner who actually gets you and understands you and that you don't have to lie to. That'd be nice. Yeah, but that's apparently asking for too much. But Maybe if we actually had like comprehensive like sex education because we're given such an it bothered me so much. My daughter was doing like a leadership training thing um, here in the city and it wasn't supposed to be religious, but everyone who runs it is religious. Like basically any kind of um, not for profit it where we live is just synonymous for Christian. (laughs) And so (laughs) they had to give this, you know, little they like uh, and I also hate taking oaths, oaths, mission statements. I'm not a big fan. And so they have to be like, um, as, you know, a member of does, I am going to, you know, stay in school, go to college, you know, do my, you know, like just, it's all positive stuff, like stuff I want her, values I want her to have. But one of the things was safe sex until marriage and blah, blah, blah. Like they just threw that in there. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's an (laughs) insane thing to say. (laughs) Like, (laughs) for one, it's an insane thing to tell a child. And then secondly, it's an insane thing to have A young like a 12 year old girl stand in front of a room full of people saying I'm not going to have sex until I'm married (laughs) like I really want to normalize not like you shouldn't be making decisions about your sex life right now like and you shouldn't be discussing it publicly like that's nobody's business I want to like I want to denormalize having to like talk about your sexuality all the time as a young child in front of people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I I'm I don't know. I agree with that. I'm also I want to normalize talking about sexuality but doing it responsibly, I guess. Like I don't know where I fit in on this, but I definitely see your point and I'm not in a, um thank you. disagreement with that particularly. Okay. I just don't want I just feel like I don't I guess I would like for the shamefulness of sex to go away. Personally. Like, you know, like we people act like how will
0: we, we exert control over people if you're not constantly ashamed <sighs> of all of the sex you feel like having?
1: Yeah, because I again had somebody telling me like they wanted me to only be for them and they wanted their partner, you know, they wanted to only be for their partner and I'm like I just I don't know. Not-
0: well, and that I mean I'm sorry to tie everything back to Jonathan Majors. It's just really on my head. But like, just imagine if he had been honest with his girl and just been like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm fucking Jonathan Majors. Like, I'm an international movie star and I'm shaped like an action figure. I'm gonna fuck other people. You're hot and everything. I like you, but yeah, I'm fucking. Okay, other so people. I'm I'm
1: glad you said that. Thank Beca- you. Because this brings me to another point, because this particular person, I feel like, if I was already at that level that he's at, her tone would be different, and that's what bothers me about this. Because no, she said, "I don't
0: think so." What level? Because we hear about this happening on all kinds of levels.
1: The, uh, fair. No, she said, "This is where I'm going with She okay. still might be mad, but it's a lot of people. Like, mm, I mean, shit. I guess like he provide this lifestyle. Tiger okay. Woods. Yeah, I mean, that's an example. He fucked up,
0: though. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, And fuck can't... all
1: those people who tried to uh, shame him for being a sex
0: mongrel well yeah i don't like the sex shaming uh they were basically slut shaming him but he shouldn't have been pretending to be in a monogamous relationship with his wife fair like you can tell by the way she reacted that she was not aware that he was fucking other women now if he had gotten (laughs) into a relationship because what i imagine is he would have been very upset if she had been fucking like that and the reason why he wanted to pretend me, to be in a monogamous let me, relationship. Let me
1: ask you this. because Wait, but no, no, no. I got to say this. I okay, got to say this. I got to right. get this shit okay.
0: off. God the God. reason why men <laughs> are willing to pretend to be in a monogamous relationship is because they don't want their partner, their wife, their to do what they're doing.
1: And that's, that's where
0: everything gets fucked up.
1: That's fair. But in, in my reality, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't care if you're messing with other people. My thing is like, are you treating me different? Is your energy different towards me? If your energy is like, No, nah, I still fuck with you, I still got your back, then like, Okay. Like, that's cool. Like so like I'm just I'm just cut different. Like that doesn't
0: Well, and that's being realistic about yourself and ultimately about human sexuality. Because men have been taught only good women don't do that stuff. Like that's been the prevailing message that yeah. if you have a woman that still wants to sleep with other people you don't have a good woman well because they
1: because dudes because i i wanted to get to this when you talked about masturbation because you brought it up from a biblical thing but i also i've heard a lot of men be against masturbation because they feel like i'm me why would i masturbate i can just go get a girl like they think
0: like it's something they think it's gay I've had my part. The guy who said oh, that like, you said again, me.
1: again, people say things and yeah. they don't think about what they're saying. Yeah. Like what? But anyway, yes. Um, and like what I was just saying, I think that ties to the dating thing as well. It's like people. Ah, dang! I was going somewhere with the masturbation Um, they think. Oh, they think like if my woman is messing with other people, that's somehow a. I'm somehow flawed as a man. Like I'm not, I should be able to provide everything she needs. Like, so they think that like, that's just from what, I, what I get from it from people, um, which I don't agree with because as I said, time and time again, dating multiple people, like I could still really, I very much value the people that I date. I, I, I like them a lot. And I never try to be like, Oh well, the only reason I don't commit to you is because there's some lack of something. You're like it has nothing really to do with them. This I recognize. This is all me. This is me protect protecting myself actually. Um, but yeah, that's just my spin on it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm sorry. This hasn't been about Ant Man at all. Yeah, this is uh.
1: sort of about. Ant Man more it's so. Just, this
0: is what this is what Ant Man has made me think about because ultimately now I can't think about Ant Man without thinking about Kang the Conqueror, without thinking about Jonathan Majors, without thinking about him getting uh, into a fight with his absolutely. girlfriend. Right. So.
1: <laughs> I liked Ant Man. I think that this movie suffered from. I can see there are slight things with it, like that I may have changed, but ultimately, I think we've gotten to the point in society, whether it be with entertainment, technology, uh, video games, which is also internet or entertainment technology, but just like those type of TV shows, film, whatever, sports, politics, maybe. (laughs) I just think we've gotten to this point in society where it's like, yeah. Maybe we are a little entitled. Maybe we're so used to things. Like, the standard has been set so high that anything that does not. I won't even say this. The bar has been set so high that anything that doesn't reach that bar is, like, we nitpick. Or it's like, like, I went to that movie, and I was like, oh, I mean, it's fine. Like, is it the best Marvel movie? Maybe not. But I'm certainly.
0: I like the tone of the movies because it's so uh silly. You know, like, you do, it starts with the voiceover and then goes into him yeah. um, reading his audio book. That was great. It the, was
1: hilarious.
0: And the end, too, when he's, like, "Like, wait a minute, did I do the right thing? Because when it comes to the Celestials, <sighs> because, wait, clear this up for me. I keep, I mean, maybe I'll look it up now. Is Kang one of the Celestials? do no, I think
1: so. Not that I remember.
0: Okay. Because, like, when it comes to, like, um... Um, these like Thanos and um Kang like they're not necessarily just like oh I want to destroy everything like I think when you get into the backstory of Thanos part of what he was trying to do is keep the next celestial from being born on earth um, because it would have destroyed earth because once there's so many the population gets so large or mm. gets, once the population mm. gets large enough um, the Celestials born out of the planet and then... Yeah, that would have been cool.
1: That actually <laughs> would have been more interesting if he had that spin. Explained it, it was, right, right. You know. And
0: I think it's, I don't know if I saw that from a review or it was one of the mm-hmm. comic, whatever, like that was one of the explanations. So like for Kang, like since he's trying to keep these um different timelines from like spreading and merging, is mm-hmm. that the right thing?
1: Um... So can we actually can we actually an hour in talk about this now because <laughs> I feel like I'm probably gonna
0: I might have to like cut it down or do a two parter or something oh, like that because okay, I then. mean we talked about some really important stuff you can, so I don't okay I don't can
1: I actually I'm, talk about the movie
0: Yeah you keep cutting me off so, I'm sorry I'm gonna put my <laughs> microphone down
1: So yeah I think that that is super interesting I I genuinely think Thanos. Like, Thanos, I I saw this around the time that I think Infinity War came out. And it was like, Infinity War, maybe not for you, but definitely for me, is like my empire strikes back because of how it ended.
0: I think you're right.
1: And so just that feeling of like, oh, shit, the good guys did not win. And so and then when you really dive into, like, the psychology of Thanos, Like he wasn't his approach, his, I think his intentions were good. His approach was wrong. Cause he, he was operating from a place of fear. Like he saw his planet become destroyed because of the overpopulation and stuff like that. And he was like, I do not want this ever to happen again to anybody else. I'm going to do this. And like, he just had that one track mind. Like, no, this is the only way with Kang. Also, I recognize with his character, he's doing what he's doing out of love like because in the i believe in the i never read the comics but it's alluded to definitely in the movies and tv like the woman he loved gets killed and he's trying to figure out how to subvert that same thing kind of dr strange was doing in dr strange 2 if you saw that i don't know if you saw that but but it's literally like that it's like oh uh, it's it's actually relating back to star wars it's what anakin skywalker was kind of doing when he was seduced to become Darth Vader. He loved he he had so much love for somebody that the fear of losing that person turns them into a perceived bad guy. And I think that is such a tragic it's such a beautiful, scary, tragic thing because I think that is so relatable to us as human beings. Like you love somebody so much that you would do certain things to make sure they were okay i don't know that to me that's just so fascinating and so with kang particularly like i not only like Jonathan major's performance in this film because i i'd never read the comics i didn't know a lot about kang but he just he's a completely different type of villain than um thanos like I don't know, man. Just his, just the way he like talks to the way he like moves. Like he, he's very poised. Thanos was very poised too, but Thanos was like more physically imposing. Whereas like uh, Kang is also buff, but he's obviously smaller. Still human.
0: Like, like he's he, more. He presents as more human, yeah. otherworldly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a fascinating character. Um. I definitely okay. So I was looking at it up. He's not a celestial. He's just a super powerful time. He's basically Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's a time lord, um, which is super cool. Um, I I love the different iterations of Kang. Like to me, that last scene was one of my favorite. Where there, oh, because it was giving me heavy Council of Ricks. Like I was the mm. movie. To me, was so sci fi. That was my favorite. That was uh, that's always my favorite genre of anything sci fi. So, the fact that, um, because I said that Michelle Pfeiffer's character was Rick, and Kang was the Rickest Rick. And, like, (laughs) Ant-Man, everybody else is just kind of (laughs) Morty. And, uh, because what other time? God, I love that show. It's really good. I love high high concept sci-fi, and I think this is what Ant-Man was giving me. Um, I went to see it with my daughter, which was great because it is sort of a yes, you know, a nice. parent daughter movie and you know, it was like father daughter or whatever. But I did like the fact that um I did point out it's like, Hey, maybe she should have listened to her parents a little bit. <laughs> or, you know, like, hey, you you're you don't really know what you're doing. Like you can't just be doing whatever. It's like when you you do leave your kids with their grandparent and it's like, hey, like I'm the one who has to deal with this. Like mm-hmm, I use a little fun and games or whatever. But um yeah, I was kinda teasing her about that. It's like, yeah, she uh yeah, she could should've listened. Uh,
1: I don't know if it's just the age that I'm at or like my particular situation where having like young ladies in my life that you know, I feel a little responsible for. But like just the mo- the that dad element in movies and stuff hits different for me a little bit now and i'm sure it will really hit different when i actually have my own daughter um but like or just kid in general but yeah yeah i i i enjoyed this movie i i do not it 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 disappoints me sometimes like the because the internet is such a loud void that people can just yell into and say anything, and we've already talked about se- several times, at least I have, on this podcast, where like I feel like people just say things and they don't really think about like what they're saying. And I feel like the internet is just this place still. Like people don't really think about like when they be like, "Oh, this movie sucked," and it's like, "Well, damn!" Like you know, the three hundred people on this movie, like it's not like the VFX people and the sound designers and the casting director or the casting director and the. Um, costume designers, yeah, they're not going into it trying to make a terrible movie. I assure you that. So it's like to say, you know, this sucked. Like that's kind of crazy. Like we could say, you like were, maybe you're right. were spoiled.
0: Like this was amazing. Yeah. Like I always think about the Marvel movies that used to were made for TV when I was growing up. Exactly. That stuff was that was garbage, and I loved it. It was I I loved every minute of it. So. If you love the stories, if you love the characters, this was fantastic.
1: If and think about it, if you saw this movie, this was the movie that came out in nineteen ninety eight. Like this would probably be considered one of the greatest movies of all time,
0: exactly. Because it would have had nothing. Or it would have been killing Star Wars, like. <laughs> and yeah. and also, I really enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh, I'm sorry, the trailers. Okay, they showed the Fast and Furious Ten trailer. <sighs> oh my god i I, are terrible oh i think i'm gonna go see it i haven't seen any of them i think since the first one because i'm i'm just not an action movie person for a and so i think this it. i think i'm gonna those movies are bad in a fun way that's what i'm thinking i think i'm gonna um like just maybe take a psychoactive like substance and really yeah and just go and lose myself in this and try this might be an edit
1: edit i have a question about your psychoactive substance though
0: sure what's that <laughs> for the event
1: that we're going to possibly possibly going to in chicago are you also going to feel like that
0: no no like when i'm traveling i like to be sober oh, okay yeah i don't that'll be too um that's too dangerous um but like oh I, life is different as a woman. Like I'm not saying because it's that type of event. I'm saying it's because it's Chicago. Gotcha. (laughs) So a
1: roommate was apparently drugged in Chicago too.
0: Yeah, it's no joke. So I think I want to be, um, have all my senses about me when I'm going to be in an unfamiliar place. Um, and, um, yeah, but if I'm just going to be like at home, and like in my home theater or whatever and just i'm like okay i'm just gonna have this experience yeah i'm gonna go for it mm. yeah but um as far as um i i enjoyed bill murray i thought he was really funny i liked his uh spot uh especially that tension of a dude who <laughs> who slept with your girl
1: <laughs> that was hilarious
0: <laughs> That was. Very, that was amazing, and <laughs> it was also. Good, but then it takes away the tension of just Fuck fuck Kang. Oh, I mean, maybe. You know what I mean? He's down there for like thirty years, right? And he's fine as fuck. So and. But, don't get, uh, he looks weird to me. Like, I mean, I'm that sorry. makes sense because you're not a homosexual man. But um, I
1: no, but I. I have to choose my words <laughs> i like i see like a guy like brad pitt and i'd be like oh he's hot or if we're gonna use a black man like thank you sk- skinny denzel like young denzel. you know what's I crazy like, oh, yeah, i would...
0: never found denzel all that attractive sexually interesting he's handsome or michael b. jordan like i, I even the same I, like a good to me he's dude. handsome but i don't want to like dick ride
1: michael b jordan yeah but you do want well, with jonathan majors big time See how they treat you
0: when you get famous. Yeah, Well, I like put it on the sideburns, but like. Um, See,
1: I gotta get some fame.
0: It's not the fame. Everyone else you mentioned was famous. It's um, it's it's Lovecraft. But I feel, it's, but it's, I feel no, like it was from Lovecraft Country. Like watching Lovecraft Country because he plays like a diligent nerd. Like he's uh, like reading in the very first scene, and what's so crazy? Okay. okay. Yeah. You. So um, but to me, I just feel like. The
1: energy that I get now might be shifted once my status, like, heightens. Of course, fame
0: I, is super attractive. No Because it's not
1: like I don't, I've never had women be like, oh, you, like, you know, some women, my spectrum of attractiveness has varied, but it's never so vast and like, oh, you're just completely ugly or oh, you're just completely gorgeous. I've always got like, oh, attractive. Like, just right above that threshold. <laughs> right and so I, I just feel like, you know, with a little finance increase and some some celebrity fame, I feel like, man, I could get on that that He's uh so G, that, that like, man of the year or most hand wh- who does sexiest, sexiest man alive?
0: People. People yeah. Men.
1: That's my goal.
0: Okay. That's a I can there. see that for you. But um yeah, I think I But love
1: only that. to be petty. I just no, want to do that to sure, be petty. Sure. A
0: p- pettiness is a fantastic reason to do anything.
1: Oh, pettiness is great. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh, we didn't even um Well, that was something I enjoyed from um Ant-Man was the sexual tension. That was hilarious. And I enjoyed that alien who kept asking if Paul Rudd had holes. That was funny. That was <laughs> That was super funny. And when they finally stormed, it was a really good message, too, the fact that he's not invincible. Like, if we joined together, like, now's the time. Like, when she gave that speech and, like, the resistance. Because, oh, girl, you said you met in mm-hmm. acting class. I, I wish I knew her character's name. I really liked uh, it. Because, yeah. seriously, like, her design is fan. I, I want to cosplay as that. Like, that was a really awesome look. And she's very but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her um, her real
1: name is Katie O'Brien. Yeah.
0: Um Katie Katie you yeah, are Katie fit O'Brien. Um yeah um I really enjoyed that Um what else was in it Um yeah Michael Douglas Michelle Pfeiffer it's good to see them
1: Legends um, legends
0: Oh uh oh girl uh the wasp chick Oh dude who looked like uh Modoc? uh is it Derek? Bo- mm. Modoc. what was his name Derek
1: He was hilarious
0: Yeah he, that I love that, and that gave me Doctor Who vibes too because he reminded me of the face of Bo. Never seen Doctor Who. Okay, well, we know you were getting late in high school. Good for you. So barely.
1: I have one. everyone else in high school, actually, no. I think I messed with two or three girls in high school, but one was a long-term girlfriend.
0: Good for you. Once again, you weren't watching I was Doctor not. Who, so. Uh, face of Bo, for any nerds who are listening, you know what it is. It's, if you don't Google it. it, It was to me, it was a nod to that, and I loved it. Um, the, to me, there was a, it was a love letter to sci-fi, yeah. and I really, really appreciate that. Um, Disney, so we have you know, good things are an about evil this. corporation. Like, we're not so spoiled that we feel like. Wait, I didn't know. That sounded bad. I didn't just say the thing. I'm like, Disney, you're an evil corporation, but you do good work.
1: They are, and I've heard some more recent things about Disney that made me just be like, "Man, you guys are terrible!" But
0: it was started by an anti semite. What do you expect? Well,
1: just some of their practices. I met somebody who had a brother who was one of the animators out there. Actually, a couple brothers that were animators for Disney, and just told me about the practices that happened between the animation there and the animation at Pixar, and just like, like, man, you guys like it. It's a certain, and we can end on this. It's a certain when the art becomes too business too, it's too too, like um
0: corporatized?
1: That's not the word like when it becomes, like I've heard musicians say this, like they loved playing music but the moment they actually became like a famous musician had to do this every single day day in and day out, like they stopped loving it. So the moment like it becomes like that
0: like porn stars like it's just
1: a porn star, but that's the whole thing. You
0: say that, but it's but no, no,
1: no, no. I actually want to like, <laughs> like actually like, like see what it would be like to um, to just talk to one, like sure. to actually like
0: listen. There's a lot tr- treat of them only, like I'd love mean. to have some uh, of the only fans come on the show.
1: You could do that. Yeah, that would um, be super great. I, thought,
0: I also I here's what I, I thought you were to. saying. You were gonna start one. No, um, but. What I would like to say because this was this is so random, but I want to like just put this out here because I feel like this is a trend. because um, mm-hmm. I brought up Disney, you know, Walt Disney was a he was famously anti-Semitic, um, which yeah. is a fancy word for anti-Jewish. And um, because we're doing a Bible breakdown podcast, I'm realizing now a lot of anti-Semitism is rooted in sort of Christianity, like Christianity and Islam very anti-jew because they got all their shit from them and that happens a lot like you want to you know delete the source because you want to think you're the, you want people to think you're the source so all of that anti-gay stuff that is big time like um cuz i was at a painting event the other day and i heard a young black girl say some very anti-jewish stuff and i was like uh-uh i don't like that so everybody What did she say? Um because we were talking about Kanye. You don't have to repeat a verbatim. No, I, I was just gonna, gonna say like, like to she, we context. were talking about Kanye, and she was like, "Well, some of the stuff he be saying, right, is right." Because like there's this JCC Center right down the street from my house. I'm like, y- you sound stupid. And
1: why does that matter though? If it's a JCC?
0: because racism familiar. and anti-Semitism it's stupid. You're trying to make a logic <laughs> okay. out of it, right? It's not a logic. Yeah. It's a stupid. So don't be a stupid, and like just carry you're just inadvertently carrying the white man's water. They get us to do it so much and they're just mm they w- mm. they just mm. mm so yeah all of that um anti Jewish stuff it's it's rooted in uh sort of a Christian um anti Jewish, anti black sentiment. But they are perfectly happy to set us against each other. So they will pretend to like you as long as you're hating whatever group they're trying to take out right now, and as soon as we take out that group, they're coming after you. There's a whole poem about it. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, don't do anti-Jewish stuff. That's that's fine.
1: All right. Well, per usual, we bounced around. <laughs>
0: yeah, we did. We this did
1: today. But I think we talked about a lot of good things. I think we
0: did
1: um, too. Uh, anything you want to leave the people with?
0: Your body belongs to you, and uh, keep breaking those abuse cycles. It's a, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. You went just when you think you're done, there you find out another level. Get therapy, people,
1: and don't just get therapy and think that oh, somebody is agreeing with what I'm telling them. Like, actually, challenge yourself to become better and question why you. Um. Just question yourself. Question yourself. Question those around you. Question everything. Question it all. Like, don't just settle with an answer. You don't have to. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm just saying, I think we may have a more fulfilling life if we learn to question things and try to actually break them down. It's just my opinion. I'm just a guy on a fucking podcast, um, but yeah, you know, regardless, wishing you peace and uh <laughs> love, blessings, all that